This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm so grateful you're here today. This is a podcast for parents or anybody helping raise kids. And today you're listening to episode 28. This episode is with my husband, Glenn, and we decided it would be a little bit fun to discuss our recent road trip to North Carolina with our four kids. So in this episode, we're going to tell you all the favorite places we went to while we were on our trip. We went to Asheville, North Carolina, as well as Raleigh, North Carolina. And then we're also going to talk about some tips that we have found helpful for road tripping with little kids. This is a casual episode where you kind of get to know our family and our life a little bit more. And if you enjoy it, let us know because we can definitely implement more episodes like this sprinkled out throughout the podcast. All right. And this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Beam. Beam creates the highest quality functional supplements for better balance, performance, recovery, and sleep. Let me tell you about the nightly dream blend that I take every single night that has enhancing vitamins, minerals, nano CBD, and more in it. It is like a warm cup of hot chocolate every night. I get my kids to bed, warm up my water in the tea kettle because it feels fancy that way, pour it into my cup and mix it up with my dream blend. And it is helping me sleep every night. It's helping me stay asleep. And it's also, it's just this nightly ritual that I look forward to every night. And after eight years of having little kids in my house and not the best sleep, this is something I really look forward to. They also have a great hydration line if you are looking to up your electrolyte game. If you're a runner or an athlete, check those out as well. Go to beamtlc.com. Use the code Lindsay15 to save 15% off your order. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626 over there, or you can find the podcast, Why Is Everyone Yelling on Instagram, if you have any questions about their products and how I take them and why I enjoy them so much. All right, and if you are finding this podcast helpful, fun, enjoyable, if you're having any sort of positive experience with this podcast, please tell all your parent friends about it and leave us a quick rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That is super helpful in growing this show. All right. Enjoy my conversation with my husband, Glenn Hine. All right. Well, today on the podcast, I'm interviewing myself. No. (laughs) Kind of. I have... My husband, Glenn, Glenn Hine, on the show, and we thought we'd just do a little episode where you get to know our family a little bit, and also, we just traveled to North Carolina. You know, we're not world travelers over here, but we did a trip with our four kids, and while we were on it, I had a couple questions on Instagram about how it's going and how we handle the car ride with so many people. So I thought maybe we'd talk about that a little bit in this podcast episode. Great to be here, Lindsay. Can't can't wait. Looking forward to it. Two of our kids are home 
from daycare today because it was Easter yesterday and they go to a Catholic preschool and daycare and it's closed. So (laughs) three of the neighbor kids are also home from their school today and they were playing in our yard and I bribed the nine-year-old five dollars to watch our little guys our youngest at least while we record this episode so I'm they're just, doing great down there yeah they're playing with kinetic sand yeah sandy was sitting there attentively watching uh, isabella sandy is playing with sand yes um okay so i know that some listeners here have crossed over from i'll have another podcast and you probably know a good amount about our family but there's probably some new listeners hopefully over here on why is everyone yelling too who found us in some other way so I thought I would just kind of intro our family a little bit so that every week when you turn in turn turn in tune in you know the host you know a little bit more about us so um, I'm Lindsay and this is Glenn and we have four kids all who are boys They are two, four, six, and eight, which I probably say that like every single week on the show. Um, But we have a second grader, a kindergartner, a preschooler, and a really hilarious toddler who goes to daycare, Mm -hmm. which has been a godsend, sending our kids to daycare full time for the first time ever. (laughs) We also have a dog, Cadence, who is, is she like 14? Uh, That's probably a good guess. Close enough. Yeah, we got Cadence the year after we got married. So we got married in 2008. We had Cadence. We adopted Cadence from the animal shelter Mm -hmm. in 2009. And Cadence is like, I feel like you think she's going to die. No, I don't think that at all. No. I mean, she's going to live forever. I mean, she hasn't been eating, but I think that's because you bought the wrong dog food. But that's besides the point. I was trying to figure out (laughs) yesterday. When we made the decision that Glenn would be the feeder of the dog, and he was like, why are you... I I don't see why that was ever in question. Well, and I was just thinking back, because, like, you're her person, and so I'm like, of course, because you're the one that feeds her, but, like, when was that decision made? We could do a challenge. Okay. I won't fill up the dog food bowl, and we'll see how long it takes to get it refilled. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like when we were sitting, <laughs> when you told me I bought the wrong dog food, and we were sitting outside, I was like, "Oh my gosh! If Glenn didn't feed Cadence, would I even know to feed her? I don't you, think I would. You might forget. So, like <laughs> in the few times that he's gone out of town for work in the over the years, I feel like you've had to, you have to remind me. Yeah, usually. But she also doesn't really eat when you're gone. No, she usually goes on hunger strike. Which is really sad. Yeah. I have that effect on people. Yeah. So um, that's us. That's that's my briefest intro. And Glenn's rolling his eyes like that was the most boring thing you've ever done in that your entire life. That was awesome. <laughs> well, what if people don't know? Well, now they do. That we have, we have four kids and you don't feed the dog unless you're told to. So <laughs> coming out great around here. <laughs> but I, okay, I started this podcast because I had been hosting my running podcast for so long and I was reading books all the time and had all these questions about parenting related stuff and I figured some other people might as well. I'm still waiting on Glenn to start reading parenting books with me. Uh, but my point is like I wanted to bring the experts on because I am no expert. So I'll say something about this, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. 
If you guys really want to hear what I have to say, you can come over to Patreon and check it out. Well, uh, Patreon's for... We have a Patreon page that goes with my other podcast, I'll Have Another. But once a once a month, Glenn and I do an episode over there, and he has very unfiltered ratings. I feel like I have some haters, though, and they, they left the feed. Fine. Bye. Don't need you. Yeah, they don't. Um, that why am I going to read a book to tell me how to parent my unique situation? No, I totally get that. But there are tools and techniques. There are tools and techniques that I, that have helped me greatly. And you can agree. I'm going to just use the smallest example. You probably know what I'm going to say, right? Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll wait and see what you say. I need you to keep all the water in the bathtub. Oh yeah, that me. is a good, that's good. Right? Yeah. But if I didn't read books or listen to podcasts or like educate myself at all, I wouldn't know to do that. I would just be like, don't get water all over the floor. Which is also effective. It's not though. Like they, the kids sense responsibility when you like give them the job. Mm. The job is to keep the water in the bathtub. That's such a small language change, but it helps a lot. Well, there you go. That book's now useful. I, I don't even think that was from a book, though. I think that was from Ralphie on Simply on Purpose. Oh, so then you're still batting zero for the books. <laughs> I actually haven't read too many parenting books, maybe three or four. But You know what I mean, though? Like, Yeah, no, I pe- know what you mean. People are searching for an answer to a question that you can't answer. You kind of have to just figure it out on some level. Because oh. everybody's situation is completely unique. Oh, that's that's 100% true. Yeah. Well, and that's why, like, whenever I have Wendy Snyder on the show, Positive Parenting Expert, I'm always like, but wait, what What about when they do this? What about when this happens? Mm-hmm. And it's it's like she can have a pretty broad answer and get specific on certain behaviors, but every kid is so unique. So, it, yeah, it's which we've seen with each of our children. Mm-hmm. But there are just certain tools depending on the age of your kid that can be helpful. And if I can find anything that is going to be a little bit helpful, then I'm, I'm all in. You got a book to feed a four year old that refuses to eat. I know we, well, right. And so I've interviewed all these dietitians and people around that. And you know, it's like the plant-based juniors episode, which I love, but it's still like he doesn't eat. And is it worth the temper tantrum? Just have a peanut butter and jelly. Then I don't care. It's not worth it to me. Just eat the food. What do I have to do to convince you to read a parenting book? Because the seven spiritual gifts or the seven spiritual laws for parents was the one I I was trying to get you to read. Yeah. I mean, I don't read non-parenting books, so I don't know. Can you put it in some sort of... You could listen on audio. Yeah. Would you do that, though? I'm not really a big book guy. <laughs> like, It's surprising to me, though, because you're... I consume a lot of information. I just right, not like, a book guy. I feel like you're way more intellectual than I am, and I'm not bashing myself in that way. I just think you are. And so it's surprising to me that I'm really into reading books and you're really not into reading books because it seems like an intellectual thing to do. I mean, it depends on the type of book that you're reading. Are you going to say reading The Hunger Games is intellectual? Well, I do both. Oh. I mean, I'm not reading anything. I'm not trying. I mean, what book of secrets are you reading right now? There's probably some juicy secret waiting to drop in <laughs> Diane Chamberlain's newest book. I'm reading uh, Ellen Ellen Hildebrand, Silver Girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I actually just found that book in our little free library at our neighborhood. And then I'm reading Marie Forleo, Everything is Figureoutable. So one, one light read and one 
like biz- Sel- one self-help book pretty much yeah that's people it. people love self-help books i know i've been so this book is actually really good and i've got a lot of action items and takeaways you can walk away with more so than other self-help books but at the end of each chapter chapter she has you do like a action item thing and i haven't been doing the action <laughs> that's probably the point of the book I know, and I checked it out from the library, and it's already overdue. So I don't yeah. know. I know. I know. I know. Well, I girl, try- wa- girl wash your face. Oh, girl wash your face is in some big, big trouble. We can right save now. that for Patreon. Big trouble. I got a lot of opinions about that woman. Um, okay, so we're gonna segue, by the way, into our trip, and I just got a text message from our friend. Listen, I left my favorite pillow at the Airbnb we stayed at in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. The reason we even knew about this Airbnb is because I had a friend who was staying there and then I copied her because we weren't going to Florida anymore and there was three open nights. So it just so happens that her family was staying at this Airbnb after us. Like they were the next day, the stay after the next day. And she found my pillow. And she's bringing it home. This is very exciting. I know. And she just sent me the emoji of Oprah like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. You get a pillow. (laughs) And this is actually really exciting because I spent, do you remember when I was obsessing over finding a good pillow and I spent $100 on Tempur-Pedic, is that what you call it? Tempur-Pedic, yeah. And they were... They were not good for me. They weren't good. Well, we don't even use them. They sit in the carriage house. Yeah. They've been donated to our carriage house because we had someone stay there that was allergic to feathers. And so we let him use our $100 pillows. So anyway, this pillow is from Target, but it it was like a more expensive Target pillow. Okay. So Glenn, what comes to mind when you... Well, I was going to say what comes to mind when you think of traveling with kids, but I'm going to say what comes to mind when you think of that trip. The Carolina trip? Yeah, with the kids. Oh, um, well, initially when I thought about going, I was like, I don't really want to drive again. That's what it came to came to mind. From when we went to Florida, you mean? I was kind of scarred from driving to Florida, yeah. What scarred you? It's a long time in the car. A lot of together time. Yeah, so we were going to go to Florida, but that trip fell through. I still not, I'm still not sure if I'm willing to drive that far. To Florida again? With the kids. Yeah, so the trip we took over the fall was 17 hours. We drove to Anna Maria Island. And so this trip to North Carolina, our first day, our first uh, seg- segment was about eight hours. About, yeah, to Bat Cave. Yeah, so we, we booked this trip to go to Asheville, and our Airbnb was in Hendersonville, which we knew That's was like... It's kind of being generous to say it's Hendersonville. It was actually Bat Cave. Bat, <laughs> Bat Cave. It was way out in the country. And then also, I thought it had this cute river in the back. And it was not the cute river. I mean, it was beautiful and relaxing, but it was dangerous. It was pretty dangerous, yeah. It was a flow, a flowing river with large boulders in it. I kind of, because I pictured, oh, we can sit on the porch and read and the kids can go play. And then I spotted it and I was like, oh, like Marshall is going to be lucky to get out if he falls in. I think I think if you go there like in the summer and you're like in the summer drought, it's probably okay. But like we're coming into it in the spring and it, yeah, it was it was flowing pretty quick. And Marshall did fall in when I, I was yeah. thr- Glenn went to the store with Russell. I, I think Sandy was somewhere around my feet and Marshall was jumping on the rocks and I was throwing the baseball with Lewis 
And I didn't even hear Marshall fall in because the water is flowing so loudly. And then he just got himself out. Yeah, you can't hear it. He stood up on the rock and he was like, I fell in. Oh, I'm sure he was so dramatic. Well, he wasn't that bad, but I felt terrible because I'm like, I'm... I felt terrible because I was literally like five feet from him and he can swim. So it's not like Russell was over there, but I had, I couldn't hear him. No. And it wasn't that deep. So he'd probably been okay. I think he, yeah, he was fine. It was the next day it rained a lot and the, and it was way, way more dangerous. Yeah. It's like, so anyway, anytime we were home, there was no like guard down. You had to be on mm-hmm. the entire time. Uh, but I think... We'll get to tips on, on the drive, but I think my favorite thing, my favorite place that we visited in Asheville was that Highlands Brewery. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, every city needs to have a brewery like that. They have this like big outdoor greenery space for the kids to run around, even though that space in particular was closed. There was areas. And then they had like an outdoor volleyball court and it, it was just like wooded everywhere. It was really cool. There's honestly, there's nothing comparable in Indy. Uh, with an outdoor space like that? Probably not. I mean, maybe in the burbs. I don't know. Maybe. No, there's not. Because Sun King, even in Carmel, doesn't have something well, like that. Well, that's the difference with like Western North Carolina. It's so wooded. There's so yeah, much green so there, right? Like, yeah. Even when you get, I mean, you, you'd have to go out into like the Nashville area to get that here. And that's like the entire part of the states like that. Oh, it was funny when we were there because there was a couple that was probably like 15 years older than us sitting at the table next to us and they were all about the boys and they were like yeah we have three boys they're 17 I don't know 20 and 22 or something like that and because what happened was our we got the boys bow and arrows and Lewis was playing with it and we were telling him to be super careful and then the guy's like no don't worry about it like you know it's it's fine for us and then of course Lewis hits the guy straight in the head with his (laughs) arrow like I, maybe we like went a little bit too lax on letting him hang up. But anyway, the guy loved it and they, they played together and it was fun. Okay. So was Highlands your favorite place we went to in Nashville? Asheville, not Nashville. Everybody. Yeah. We were in Asheville. The favorite brewery we went to. Yeah. Probably was, um, but the, pl- Highlands. the favorite stop, like the whole of Asheville. Well, we went to the waterfall, triple falls. Yeah. Yeah. That was out in DuPont. Yeah. That was cool. That was really fun. And then we went to, yeah, I think probably that was probably one of the highlights of Asheville. Yeah, because we had a really rainy day. That was so we went to we went an, to the arcade, an arcade which the boys loved. And honestly, we were there for like two and a half hours with a two, a four, a six, mm-hmm. and eight year old. And I was pretty proud of Sandy. Yeah, it was fun. That's a long time to be at just like an arcade where you can't really yeah. do anything as a two year old. Yeah. Well, and then we hung out in the rain at that other brewery and let Russell sleep in the car because <laughs> we tried to go Sierra Nevada, but they were COVID closed. It was raining though, and it was kind of cold, and we just sat outside, and our kids played in the dirt and the yeah. mud. So then we went to Raleigh, mm-hmm. and congratulations on saying it correctly. Yeah, I <laughs> I keep saying rally. It's like gonna be the new Rory. Oh no! <laughs> this is a different podcast. The people oh, over here true. might not know about my my problems with saying the letter R and <laughs> words that go R to O. Rory. Ooh, that was good. That was better. That was good. Yeah. Raleigh. Raleigh. Not rally. Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah. What are those Raleigh lights going to think when I... I don't know. What? Yeah, what do you call people from Raleigh? Ra- Raleighers? Raleighites? I, but I'm saying, like, what are they going to do if I show up and I call them rally? I don't know. What do people from Carolina go by? Are they... Uh, Carolinans? Carolinans, probably, yeah. I don't know. Like, we're, well, like, Indiana, it's a bunch of Hoosiers, so that makes a whole lot of sense. 
Yeah. Indianans. Indianans. Indianians. Oh my gosh. The final, the championship game is tonight. It is tonight. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We are in Indiana, guys. We live in Indianapolis. So the final four, the Elite Eight, has all been here in our city. So I don't know. It feels a little extra exciting just knowing it's happening like right here. Mm -hmm. Should we go downtown at the end of the game to like, storm the area and celebrate i'll give you five dollars if you're awake at the end of the game five dollars yes. i want more than that i'll give you twenty dollars i need more than just like buying a cup of coffee to stay up because it starts at eight um yeah well probably it might even tip later than that so i give you pretty much like a zero percent chance of being awake by the end of the game here's the problem i woke up this morning so tired and just like uh i don't want to do anything and if I if I stay up, uh oh, you made a weird face. That's even that's a late start even for me. What time does it start? Nine twenty. What? Nine twenty. Nine. You got to think that's it's a national broadcast. You've got the West Coast is three hours behind. Okay, so what we probably should have done is just saved this recording, got the kids to bed at eight thirty, and recorded before the game because you were going to stay up for the game anyway. Yeah. That might have been smarter than trying to record a podcast with two, a two and a four-year-old. It's going well so far. In the room. <laughs> you all have no idea how many times we've stopped this show. Yeah. Hey, friends. A quick break here to thank Prevenex for supporting this episode of the podcast. Prevenex is where I get all of my vitamins and supplements and kids' vitamins. They also have an amazing protein powder, their Nurify Plus. We use it every day here. And what's really cool about their kids' vitamins is that they donate a bottle of vitamins to malnourished kids around the world for every bottle you purchase. So you purchase one, they donate one. It's a pretty cool program. They're actually about to hit 1 million bottle donations, which is so cool. I love partnering with companies who give back. You can go to Prevenex.com. Use that code Lindsay15 to save 15% off your order. Get your kids taking these vitamins every day. And if your kids are unwilling to just take the vitamin, a really good way to do it is just throw it in a smoothie. That's what we do with some of my kids. Again, that's Prevenex.com. Use the code Lindsay15 at checkout. All right, and I want to let you know, this podcast is part of the Sandy Boy Productions Network. We have four other shows in the network that I'm so proud of and excited about. I'll have another with Lindsay Hine. That's my running podcast where I interview professional and everyday runners. The Up and Running podcast, another running podcast that brings you all the latest news in elite and professional distance running. The Illuminate podcast, bringing you stories of people doing really great work in the world. And our newest show, the Urban Pharmacy podcast, where Stacey Heine is the host and she brings you holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and low-tox living information. Really great podcast over there. She has tons of MDs on the show, registered dietitians as well. I cannot wait for all the great information she's going to be sharing over there. That's the Urban Pharmacy Podcast. All right, friends, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Glenn. Okay, we're back. Okay, so did you want to do your favorite spot? And So favorite spots in Nashville, Highlands, Triple Falls. Those are my favorites. Yours? Uh, yeah, that's fair. 
White Duck Taco lived up to its reputation. Ooh. Was pretty good. White Duck Taco was so good. It lived up to its. It lived up to the hype. I forgot about White Duck Taco. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's hard because it's like okay, favorite place to eat, but not favorite like experience overall because it's like just a stop for lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. But White Duck Tacos, yeah, that so many people recommended that. Yeah, because yeah, that that food was amazing, and that was all part of that that same day, right? It was triple. Triple Falls, White Duck Taco, Highlands. Yes, that was the same day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot. That was yeah. all the same day. Yeah. yeah. So good. I know. And I remember I wanted to be hungry at Highlands because they had a good food truck there, but we were still full from the taco place. Yeah. yeah. No, no, White Duck. <laughs> there were all these white ducks everywhere. And then for the rest of the trip, Sandy's thing was going, no, no, White Duck. Uh-huh. Um, and we think it's because we were telling him, don't go by the White Ducks. Mm-hmm. So now that's our that's our thing. No, no, white duck. Okay, Raleigh. I said it right. Good job, Raleigh. Raleigh. I went running on a really cool trail with my friend Jess, but I think that that trophy brewing was the last place we went, and that was really that was a really good dinner. That was good. Yeah. The um, and then the well, we also were big big fans of the kale place the happy oh happy and hail ha- happy and hail yeah yes so we'll put links in case anybody is traveling to Asheville or raleigh or that area we'll put links to all of the favorite things that we did while we yeah. were there yeah um yes we found this random like healthy bowl lunch spot called happy and hail we were really just desperate to get food in our kids and we looked up the closest jimmy johns and then there was a happy and hail next door and they have really delicious it's like a, I don't know how to explain it, but they're quinoa bowls or rice bowls or salad bowls. Yeah, it's just a, a bowl. I think they even have poke. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, we we hit up both locations. <laughs> in, I wanted to in, go in, the, in Durham and in North Hills. The last day we were there, I wanted to go again. And I was like, you can't <laughs> do that, Lindsay. You just, you need to calm down. Yeah. So anyway. Okay, so now back to tips though. So I wanted to say for a really long time, we did not really travel with kids at all. Because we were just like, why are we going to spend the money, spend the time, and it just be really hard. Mm -hmm. The furthest we had driven, until this past fall, fall of 2020, we drove to Florida. Until then, the furthest we've driven with the boys was like five hours. We drove to Michigan. Yeah, when we drove to Michigan. And that was like, (laughs) that was a big deal. But we didn't have any TVs or anything in the car on that trip. And I got to say, the trip to Michigan, the way there was not fun. No, it was not fun. And it was only, it was actually, the drive is actually only like four, four and a half hours. It took us about six. Yeah. And it was not fun at all. No. We didn't have any TVs or anything in the car then. Because so we bought a van when I was pregnant with our third. And about one week after buying it, Lewis, who was our second, stuck a bunch of business cards in the disc player of the DVD player. We never got it fixed because we we're like, we're hardly going to use it anyway. And then when we finally went to get it fixed before our Florida trip, the guy was like, yeah, it's going to cost like $1,000 to fix that. And so we decided it wasn't worth it. Correct. So we bought for the Florida trip these VHS, no, not VHS. No, no, no. <laughs> D- DVD, portable DVD players. Yeah, two plug into the cigarette lighter. Two portable DVD players that plug into the cigarette lighter. Are you allowed to say cigarette lighter? Probably not. Why not? The auxiliary because oh, it's like, not actually a cigarette. Why lighter. do we call it that? Because it was it was a cigarette lighter. Like, do you know how dangerous that is? Like, 
like when you're like a kid, like you, like from like when I was like seven, you could like plug it in and like get like a legit cigarette lighter. Why did why? Why do we still call it that? Because that's what we grew up knowing it as. Oh, that's so funny. I, the ma- vast majority of listeners 30 and above will relate to that. My parents didn't smoke, though. No, but every car had one. Yeah. Right? Oh. You, ha- it, you you plug it in and it, it turned into a hot coil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my god. It was the cigarette lighter. Oh, I should say, take that back. My par- My mom quit smoking when I was probably like a baby. And I think that my dad, he quit, but then he like kind of smoked on and off here and there yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Before I got into that chewing tobacco. Yeah. That's besides the point. Back, <laughs> okay, back, back to the DVD players. Okay. So they were what? How much did those cost? I think it was $100 for the pair. So for that, that's been a godsend. And I think for two reasons. One, our kids have never had DVD players in the car. They've mm-hmm. never watched shows. They've never had iPads. So for them, this Florida trip was really fun idea because they get to watch something in the car. Mm-hmm. So that was like our first trick because... It's something different. Yes. Now, if we could do it better, we would have got a longer headphone splitter. You would have thought that we had like multiple months to know that, hey, we're going to take another trip (laughs) and we should buy a longer splitter. No, we didn't do it. Because the first trip I told Glenn, buy a really long headphone splitter because of the boys in the back. And he thought it was long enough, but it wasn't. And then we just struck our feet. And then the night before this next trip, which was... What, five, four months later? Five months later? At uh, least. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did you get that headphone splitter? And I'm like, should we go to Target? And then we thought, should we stop somewhere on the way? And we actually did, we did stop, stop at a Meyer, and they did not have a longer ver- version. But so then we also thought, because there's always, there's always fights over the headphones and something not being long enough. And then we were like, well, should we just buy four little DVD players? They're $50 each, and then we're good. But what did we decide? We immediately both decided, no, I'm going to make my kid go through some hardship and they have to share. <laughs> hardship. Yeah. What a hard life they yeah, have. Yeah. They have to share. They have to share their DVD. Yeah. So anyway, that, so, okay, we're going to go through some tips. You laugh though, but it's true. Like, no, it is true because it would be so easy to just do it. Yeah. To just be like, oh, they can each have one for the car. And we only use them in the car. Yeah. But now I would argue that we're, we'll probably use them for any trip that's over two hours. Maybe. Because I also like, like I've always liked that we don't give our kids devices or anything like that on trips to like Crown Point. So when we go to Glenn's families uh, where they live, it's they two, don't need any DVDs. It's two hours away. They can sit in the car for two hours and read a book. They don't read books. They can look at pictures, whatever. Fall asleep, hopefully. The problem, the only problem really is though, is that we're putting hardship on ourselves because if they had the DVD, they would just keep their mouth shut. But I am a firm believer that these kids need to be bored. Yeah. They need to know how to be bored. Did you learn that in a book? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying like adults, the world, we don't know how to be bored. Nobody knows how to be bored. Oh yeah. That's a hundred percent true. I'm not saying I want to be bored or I want my kids to be bored all the time. And especially if you're not in a car, you can find things to do. But I think there's something to be said for making them be bored in the freaking car. Yeah. It's a topic for another day on pa- on Patreon. It, it goes to my whole longstanding thing of not being able to be by, be by yourself. What do you mean? People are uncomfortable being with themselves, so they look for distraction. Yeah. Right? I mean, 
So like you shut, you shove a DVD or an iPad or an iPhone in your kid's face while they sit in the car instead of having to like, yeah, it may be annoying for like an hour or two, but like in the long run, it's going to be way better for their development to figure out, to figure out one, how to navigate being bored. And then just throughout life, like I don't need a constant distraction to be able to be okay. Right. It's 100% what our culture is. Yeah. 100%. I know I read something that said like we're raising kids in a world where as soon as they have something hard or sad in their lives, they immediately can go to the TV or the device and like that's their band aid. Mm-hmm. Or have a parent figure it out for them. Speaking of hardship, <laughs> I got to say recording this podcast has been pretty difficult. <laughs> it's been a big hardship. I mean, we just had a neighbor come tell us one of our kids got stuck in the car. Not to toot my own horn as a guest on why is every yell- everyone yelling, but we've persevered. <laughs> oh, we've persevered. But anyway, yeah, I just, yeah, I have lots of, and it's like, I don't want to be a, I don't know if this is the right way to say it. You're the one that turned me on to the phrase of virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a virtue signaler about like, I don't think anybody should give their kids iPads. But I just get really hung up on it personally for our family. Like, ki- our, I don't want my kids to constantly go to a screen. I'll do it. 100% don't give your kid an iPad. I know. Ah. You, you, like, so, like, it's, it's hard, though, because, like, I had a Game Boy growing up. Right. That's it's what your di- argument it's, is. It's different, though. It is. The amount of information and technology at somebody's fingertips in 2021 versus 1991 you might you're living in different worlds, right? Because that different world. Because when our boys got the Nintendo at first, they have like a the Switch. Mm-hmm. I would get frustrated because they would fight over it and whatever, and they'd spend too much time on it. And Glenn's like, I played I played Game Boy all the time when I was a kid, but it is different now. They can play game and they're playing games with other people on mm-hmm. the devices. As that's well. yeah, that's what you got to pay attention to. Tip number one. DVD players and then let your kids be bored. Yeah. Tip number one, DVD players, let your kids be bored. But also I think the DVD players only work really well if they're not used to always doing it. So I guess that's more so advice for people with younger kids. Like don't always rely. And this is just my advice. Don't always rely on the, the, if you have a DVD player in your car, like a lot of cars have them now, like our van does that doesn't work. Don't rely on that for like a one hour trip. Mm -hmm. Don't rely, unless you really want to, you know, you do you. But if you want that like DVD player to be a novelty on a long road trip, then it has to be a novelty. Mm -hmm. Like it can't be something they're used to doing every time they drive more than 30 minutes. Or have your two year old break it. Yeah. Just have your two two year old break the one that's already in your car that came with the car that you paid for. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have to buy cheap $50 China made ones that smell weird. Yeah. We're probably like actually killing ourselves. Yeah, with that battery's running. That battery was running a little hot when we got that, in, when we got into Ohio. That battery <laughs> was smelling strong. I was like, this can't be good for our bodies. <laughs> um, okay, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is run at all of the stops. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, of course, Lindsay the runner, who you know, is going to say something like that. But that is a massive help. Well, it's not running. It's get, getting out. Of, it's tough though because I don't know what. I don't know what tip number three is or four, but you want to get that first stop as far along. Yes. Because once you break the seal, it's like peeing when you're drinking. It's over. It's over. You're done. Yeah. But you, if you stop, you got to take like a stretch break. You got to know that it's going to take 15, 20 minutes to like get out, move around. 
And you can't obsess over the time. Yeah. You just got to be like, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You can't get like frustrated with people. Yeah. If one person has to pee, they're all going to have peeing. to pee. Yeah. The, we, you get sympathy, pee, not sympathy piece, but participation piece. Oh, Russell was participating peeing the entire trip. I'm like, every time someone had to pee and then he'd get out there and there'd be like three no, drops. No pee. Participation peas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we would do like jumping jacks or push-ups or little sprints or i mean glenn did like nine thousand push-ups i did do a lot of push-ups but i think the key is making your kids run too yeah it gets energy out they're active they want to move around another tip i have for the car is reading aloud so like to break up like say they're done with the movies everybody's getting antsy to break things up i literally just get in the back seat of the very back and i read that 50 heroes for for boys book and even just reading like two of those is is a huge help and then you feel like a good mom because you're reading to your kids <laughs> i'm a really good mom i read to my kids just saying good job but it's a good time passer and then you're like putting money into the bucket of like i'm paying attention to you rather than sitting on my phone in the mm-hmm. passenger seat the whole time um and so yeah and i i mean i think even breaking up a trip like that like time yourself be like i'm gonna get to two o'clock and then i'm gonna read one little story and then I'm going to say, okay, now mom's going to go back. And I think that that's a really good way to break it up. Um, tip number four, constant food. Oh yeah. So if it's in your budget to just get a snack at every stop, that's, I mean, that's what we did. It's exciting. Cause it made it exciting. Yeah. I know it's, I, I always go back though. Cause I'm like, oh, they're so spoiled. Like my parents never would have done that. They would have packed all the food. No, that, so we no So we did pack it's a all ton the of food, food right? You, like we had probably days worth of food in the car in yeah. the car with us that we packed right but then if the situation arises that they get to go buy a 75 79 cent bag of chips at sheets in west virginia you might as well have just given them 500 dollars. right so it's like just buy the snack yeah like it's it, or have all the food ready to go and then here's another tip with that don't like don't open the packages or anything until you're back on the highway because that buys you like a 30 minute stretch mm-hmm, yeah. of people being quiet or mm-hmm. they're not quiet because they're chomping their food, but they're not asking for things. They're not asking for things because we ran into a problem one time where we did it and then people started opening stuff and then we had to pull over and pee again. And I'm like, Oh man, we're ruining the 30 minutes of silence mm-hmm. with this pee stop. And then all the participation piece. Okay. Now, this next tip that I have is not for the car. Did you have any other car tips, though? No, I think in general, depending on the length of the trip and the number of people in your family, you just have to be flexible with the situation that's going to unfold, right? If you try to stick to a rigid schedule, the only people you're going to stress out is yourself. Well, right, because we would plan to leave at like six and we will always leave at seven. Well, we're bad. We're bad with leaving on time. I would, <laughs> I would be fine if we left on time. I'm saying like once you get on the road, yeah, things right? are going to pop like, up. Things are going to pop up and like you just got to, you got to roll with it. Yeah. To have the, that'll lead to the most successful outcome. And if you have babies, all, all bets are off because you got to deal with, you got to, the baby dictates the trip. Babies suck. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but that's one of the reasons why we didn't do long road trips with babies. I mean, I would argue to say that a two-year-old is a really hard age to travel with. I would say the hardest is probably like a 15-month-old. Yeah. You know, when they're just, they've just learned to walk and they want to do all the things. Um, baby babies sleep a lot. So that's that's helpful. I mean, there's that range from like six months to like... 18 months where oh gosh they're probably dependent on what like certain certain ones are better in the car 
probably the next topic one certain certain ones are going to be better like in a hotel or at a house yeah because that that really drives a lot of our, your decisions is what are the sleeping arrangements like right because that was one of the main reasons we didn't do a lot of traveling when we had baby babies because it's like oh you have to have a separate room for the baby because the baby's used to sleeping in the room by them by themselves mm-hmm. if that's what your sleeping situation is mm-hmm. so now you know when we book places we need two rooms tops two bedrooms for all six of us yeah and sometimes we don't even use both of the rooms because everybody just piles on in. And I think old Lindsay, like new mom Lindsay, would have been like, everybody goes to bed, gets tucked in, gets their spots, and we put kids to bed at 7.30 or 8 and blah, blah, blah. And it's like what Glenn has taught me, especially on vacation, is that you you can't play that game. Like you you just have to let things be. Kids stay up later unless someone's totally melting down. Like you just roll with it. And that can be really hard to do. It's easier said than done, yeah. The more kids you have, I the will say, <laughs> the easier it is. Because yeah. when you have one or two kids, you're like, well, if I can just get these two kids to bed, I can be done for the night. Yeah. But when there's four, it's kind of like, well, this one's going to be up late no matter what. And so, but I, I think if I could go back to when we did just have one or two, I would have been, I, I would be more flexible with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when we had the one, I would obsess over getting him to bed at like 7.30 because then I could be just done rather than letting him stay up with his cousins or whatever because it was a holiday and, you know. So, yeah. I that So my big tip there is like just let it be. Let them stay up late. Some like And don't just don't overthink it. Like, yes, they might still get up early the next day, but like you can live. Like you're fine. You can handle that. You can do hard things. There you go. Like staying up late on vacation. Another hardship. <laughs> Really coming off well here with hardships. Hardships. Hard life here. Two other tips here is let them help with some of the planning and then um, of the trip. Like have don't give them full rights, but like let them plan. Pick one thing mm-hmm. a day or something like that, even if it's a really small thing. But then another tip, and this is just a mom tip in general, don't give too many options. The second you get past like two options to three even too many options too many options these are your choices a or b boom and then my last tip is follow the get out of the house by 10 or 11 rule even on vacation so i always say that at home as well i think i heard jenny from 1000 hours outside saying this like you need to get your family out of the house by 11 a.m. or everybody's gonna be crazy Mm -hmm. your body just needs sunshine and outside time before a certain time of day if you don't want it to get crazy so i think that's a good rule of thumb yeah in life in general yeah did you we have to go pick up our kids from school did you have anything else to add to that list or another <laughs> hardship we're making our kids wait for us at school we're gonna be the last parents <laughs> they gotta be old enough they can just walk themselves at this point they could but i gotta get my pillow from uh, jennifer oh yeah no i i think so i i think it's hard though because we've got kids of a certain age and when you have really young kids it, it is difficult to make certain things work with whether it be sleeping or what. But yeah, because the baby stuff, like m- most babies do need to go to bed. Right. Like, and, you know, I've spent many hotel trips putting a pack and play in the closet or behind a couch and putting a curtain up. And that's not as fun. No, it's not. It's so if not. you're doing that, yeah, we it, feel yeah. But I don't know if it benefits, it probably benefits our personalities that, like, we don't over plan, but, like, 
it's good to have a general outline and just be flexible with the trip because you don't know what's going to happen with your kids. Yeah. If you have hard set timelines on everything you're doing or even half of the things you're doing, it's just going to be so stressful. You're going to be stressed out the whole time. Yeah. So you kind of just, yeah, you just have to have a general idea. Like we set out each day. We're like, we're, we want to do this and this, right? But we had no specific times. No. Even though like we did get museum tickets for one. We're like, well, if we get there within the half hour. I mean, you just can't be. It probably would have been beneficial, especially in COVID. Like we should have made like for reservations. You're like, oh yeah, they're at limited capacity. Yeah, there were a couple right? times. But in general, if you have some flexibility with like your timelines and what you're willing to put up with. It makes for a more enjoyable trip, I think. And we won't get into the one, the night we tried to go to the place. We ended up going the next night and we ended up at this garage hall. And I'm uh, telling you that what, was, it, that was bad. Behavior was not good. It all yeah. went down when I told Marshall he couldn't buy a can of pop for $2. Yeah. So, um, all did, right. We did buy a $3 bottle of water though. Thanks to Lewis. Yeah. I, I sent Lewis <laughs> in cause I'm all about giving my kids responsibility. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can go put your order in yourself while yeah. we're at the table. Cause it was one of those walk up places. And I said, go get a glass of water. And he comes back with this like $3 bottle <laughs> of water. And I'm like, did you tip too? <laughs> he did. So it was like $4 for a bottle of water. I'm like, next time you have to ask for the cup. Yeah. Just get the cup. All right, friends. Well, I hope some of this was helpful. I hope it maybe encouraged you a little bit to, go go on an adventure even if it's a small one with your kids i'm not saying that we have ever been super adventurous but we're starting to go a little bit more adventurous so yeah all right Uh uh-oh somebody's screaming let's go yep hopefully more of these to come okay everybody thanks for being here today i hope that was a little bit of fun for all of you we'll have links to everything we talked about in the show notes at sandyboyproductions.com. If you want to be signed up for our email that goes out every week that just gives you the rundown of the episode as well as the links in the show notes to all the books and topics we talk about every week, send us a DM on our Instagram. Why is everyone yelling? And we'll get you added to our email list. Uh, All right. Don't forget to check out those sponsors. Beam for that dream blend you can take every night before bed. It's amazing. BeamTLC.com. Use the code Lindsay15 at checkout. And if you're looking for vitamins, supplements, vitamins for your kids, protein powder that are clean and effective, check out Prevenex.com. Use the code Lindsay15 at checkout. I'm so happy and grateful and thankful, all the happy things that you are here today. And I hope you found at least one thing that was helpful for your life in this episode. Next week, we have an episode coming out where we're going to talk about books and reading and finding time to read as a busy parent, as well as cultivating a healthy relationship with reading for your kids. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss it. I hope you have a great day. And as always, we will see you next week on Why Is Everyone Yelling?